Hello and welcome to episode 210 of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankel and along with me today is Phil Burt Ramsey. Phil, how you doing, my friend? How you doing? Doing fine. Well, we're, we're, we're shy of uh, our third amigo again today. So, took a little vacation. He didn't, he didn't make it back. <laughs> he stuck out on a cruise somewhere. Man. I, I wonder what he's doing. I don't know. Hopefully he's enjoying his time. Hopefully he's not just busting the buffet wide open either. But uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what you do on cruises. So I, I think I'd go crazy because, uh, um, you know, just there's there's you're, you're confined to this one boat. Right. And I'm man, I'm OCD. I got to keep going. And well, I think they're big enough where there's plenty to do. I mean, they got gambling. They got. <laughs> Oh my! Okay. Pre- Hopefully he's preaching the message on there too. So, yeah. but no, we miss we miss Jimmy, and so uh, we, well, we be, hope yeah. to have him back. So. Yeah, he'll be back next week for sure. Yeah. So Phil, we just have some huge text again today. We've been in it. I mean this this Roman study has been amazing. We knew it was going to be, and uh, Paul really lays some just some some really doctrinal truth here. And, and you and I, we've been discussing it. Yeah, we had some a, issues today. <laughs> We were, uh, at least I was. It's kind of, you know, this is my first, you know, you've been in Romans for a while. And uh, so I've just been diving into it. I've got a lot of questions mm-hmm. that I'm just trying to work through, you know, just massaging the text. Yeah. It's just, I mean, what about this? What about this? What about this? How can this be? You know, just working through it. Yeah. Trying to get to the conclusion of what the scripture's saying. Yep. And uh, if you hear a little echo, by the way, we we moved our studio today. We had to uh, move our studio because of some issues we had. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, that's uh, also a prayer request. Yeah. But uh, so if you hear a little echo, we're in a different location, and uh, hopefully by next week we'll have this yeah. resolved. But, but anyway, if, you, if you're this is the first time that you've tuned into our program, this is Life Song Radio. We we go through books of the Bible. We've been through. First John, we've been through Galatians, we've been through Hebrews, now we're in Romans, we're in chapter 1, and we are up to, I think, verse 23 or 24, and so that's where we are right now, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty stout. Yeah, yeah, it's big, and what we've gone through is, is ultimately what we see here is, is the Bible, um, you know, God speaking through Paul. Paul's pen, you know, God, this this word is inspired. But we see we see Paul or the Bible holding no punches back up front. You know, normally what we would see in Paul's letters is, is hey, I want to thank you for this. I want to, you know, he he comes in, he thanks you. I want to edify you on this. But he he's also stout to some of the churches, right? There, he's 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 trying to fix a doctrinal problem they have, maybe a false teaching doctrine or something. They're, they're, most of the time, he's writing a letter to discipline them or to, to fix something. Here we see Paul doing a uh, just basically a theology overview of, of, of everything that we are to believe as Christians. And he's writing to the Christians at Rome. And Paul comes out and he, you know, he, he talks about the righteousness of God. He talks about how we're to be made right with God, but he doesn't really harp on it too much because he's going to get to that first. So what Paul does is, is he goes straight in verse 18 of chapter 1 to the wrath of God. Paul does not, the Bible does not hold back any punches here. It, it is straight to the point. It is, it's, Phil, it's brutally honest, and it's a brutally honest portrayal of the human race. We're, we're radically confronted here at the beginning of Romans of the corruption of the human race is what we see because and, and so um, 
Paul's laying this out systematically. He's just, he's, it's, it's almost systematic theology. Boom. I'm going to lay this out. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this people group. I'm going to hit this people group. I'm going to hit this people group. And ultimately what we're seeing is this is the condemnation portion of, of Romans. And so Paul is showing the audience. He is showing the Christians of where the, the whole human race lies and why they are condemned. From the very beginning, because what we read last week is because they have rejected God. Everyone has rejected God. Adam and Eve, what did they do? They rejected God. They exchanged the truth for a lie. And so Paul lays this out, and ultimately he comes into 323 and says what? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So it's it's just a overview of everything that he's gone through from 118. And so here's here we're at today. We're, we're, we're going to discuss a little bit more about this abandonment of God, this abandonment wrath of God. And this is a different message, Phil, than the majority that we're this is a message that I've really never heard until I started studying it. And yeah, I've never heard any message at all preached on on this topic right here. Yeah. And it's such a I find it interesting that Paul starts with this, and I've never heard a sermon that I can recall on the wrath of God. Yeah. So you 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 mentioned several people groups, and I, I think there's nobody excluded from from this condition. So every man is born what we're, we're born a child of wrath. Ephesians says, and so the wrath of God we're 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 out the gate. Yeah. Under the wrath of God, we are out the gate on a road to hell, and uh, and you have to recognize that as a as a lost person, you have to realize your condition, and you should be scared to death. By the way, absolutely, I, I, we should. And th- if these verses are not sobering enough, then I don't know. Th- I think that's what this what these verses are wonderful for. They have sobered me up completely in the Word to to show how. How uh, amazing God is in His grace, but how amazing He is in His wrath as well. Because we talked about last week about two different types of wrath. We talked about the future wrath that is to come, that will come to all sinners, the, all those who will be judged in, in the end times at the great white throne, correct? I mean, there's a, there's a future wrath in eternity. But there's also this abandonment wrath, a lot that we don't hear. And I have to credit someone for that teaching me this. Steve Lawson, uh, a minister with One Passion Ministries, has has helped me learn this. So a lot of this that I'm learning uh, come from his Bible studies. And so I want to give him due credit for that. So uh, if you get a chance, go go listen, go to One Passion Ministries. And Steve Lawson does a great Roman study. Same thing that we're doing here. We, We just have two people. He teaches it. So he does that, I think, in a coffee shop in Dallas, Texas, but uh, a wonderful pastor and preacher, wonderful teaching uh, pastor too. So, uh, but anyway, to get back to that, the abandonment wrath of God, and and so what we have seen and what we kind of d- discussed last week, and what the Bible showed us was was that there was this rejection of God, and 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 everyone has rejected God, and this is where it starts. We start with a rejection of God, the rejection because all it's all been made known to everyone. There's evidence of God, and we call this the general revelation. There's a general revelation that everyone is not, that no one is without excuse of who God is or what God is, that there's a God. Now, 
there's that that's the general revelation. There's a special revelation as well. When you get into the word is the special revelation of God. Not everybody receives this special revelation. Why? Because we don't have missionaries everywhere. It's up to us as Christians to deliver this special revelation, this saving revelation of God. And without that, we're going to see here that ultimately we're in a downward spiral as a, as, a, as a humanity, as the race. And Paul lays this out, this downward spiral. It starts with rejection. It starts with exchanging the truth for lies. And then, and then what we're going to see here today is, is there's going to be enough rejection uh, that, that when a person is turned over by God to his sins, we're going to see that he has reached the point of no return. And, 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 and it's when he, he forsakes God enough that God, there's a point that God has abandoned him, abandonment, wrath. And that is, that is the worst spot you'll ever be in because there's no coming back without divine intervention. Well, let's read. Let's just, I guess, start with 18. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll read down, and then we'll just kind of summarize that a little bit. And then I think we got through 23 last week. Yeah. All right. So we'll just, you read that, and then we'll, that gives us context, and then we'll just summarize it, and then we'll jump back into yeah, it. Yeah, because 24 is therefore, so we know that speaks right. to those. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. What does that mean? To push down. Sure to, does. It's obvious, yep. but they suppress it. So what does that mean, atheists? There's no atheists, by the way. All right, so they suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. What does that mean? Nobody's without excuse. I don't care where you are on the face of the planet. God has shown himself to you, and you are without excuse. Verse 20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. When I'm watching uh, YouTube, claiming, I watch these uh, debates all the time. These, I'm talking, these, these guys are smart. They all sound like they got an English accent too, by the way. <laughs> Makes you sound smarter anyways. <laughs> Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And you see this so many times when, when kids go to college and they come up against professors. You're a young whippersnapper straight from high school, and then you got this college professor who's got it all figured out. And he talks very eloquent. And, and what he says, it actually kind of seems right, you know, yeah. to, the, to the person who don't, don't know. But they're foos. Claiming to be wise, they became foos. So now we're on verse 24. So do you have anything you want to say about these previous verses? No, I think if you if nothing really here on that is is other than other than this is what we're we're seeing here. We're seeing this downward spiral. And Paul is is, is laying this out. So these verses here that we're fixing to get to, he's gonna 
that we have this this word therefore. So that's what he's going to refer back to. Therefore, so that that whole host of verses after eighteen go with this verse. So this is not separate, but he's going to explain this. So so yeah, I'm ready for twenty four. So they they know there's a God. They suppress that. And guess what? Twenty four. Mm-hmm. Therefore. God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. You want to stop there or keep going? Yeah, no, that's fine for right now. Well, let's, let's, let's tackle that. Yeah, so so that's here's the thing. Here's what we we see. Paul here is 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 he he connects these verses, the prior verses eighteen through twenty three, with these verses of of, of verse twenty four through thirty two, and now he says therefore, and and so there's this necessary conclusion, right, to what to what he just asserted right before this. So what he's doing is he's further advancing his argument. Uh, uh, against humankind, against mankind. So he's doing this. And so then he says, therefore God gave them over to the lust of their heart to impurity. So when, when, when anyone refuses the truth about God, he's chosen a path that's taking him further and further away from God, and I explained to you today about it is, is if we look at it as as if uh, this person is like a boat going down a river, right? And and God is the dock. This person has been is is constantly leaving the dock, and it's floating down the river. And 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 the longer the boat is what drifting, the longer the the he's getting away from God. And that's what we're seeing here. The longer he, the more he continues to reject God, he's being further reject the knowledge of Him. Uh, he's being taken further and further away from God. So it's the sobering truth here of, of what we see is is that now now we see in where where Paul comes in and he's saying God gave them over. And we talked about this earlier. Paradidomi was the Greek word, and it means to be handed over to judgment. So here's what we got: we got a judicial term here. This is a judicial term. It's 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 used elsewhere in, in Romans chapter four, verse twenty-five, where Paul writes that Jesus was declared, or excuse me, Jesus was delivered over because of our transgressions. That's a judicial thing, right? That, that was judicial as well. Done deal. A done deal. So so <clears throat> Paul is um what does it mean? Let's just talk about. That's hey, therefore also God. God is active in this. You you talked about the guy in the boat. Yeah, yeah. He has he suppressed. He knows he's in the boat. He's floating away. And guess what? He's happy. He sure is. He's not. He's not. Save me, God. Save me, God. Throw me around. He's not doing that. And he'll get to a point. When he's down that river, by his choice, by the way, God will give him over. What will God do? Okay, push. Push it further. Push him away. Think of that boat. That's exactly right. Think of that boat. It's going further and further away, and there's a point only God knows. Yeah, that's his choice. That's his. That's right. But because of your rebellion against him, he, he says, I'm done with you. That's sobering. Because that's... there. 
there's nothing he you're going to do, right? You're not coming back to him there, other than just a very divine judgment. But at that point, I'm I'm gonna say he's he's gone. You've rejected enough. He's done. I mean, that's that's his working, right? That's that's just the grace of God. We talked about that today, and and you're exactly right. I mean, look here, look at how emphatic Paul is about this divine abandonment here. He says it three times within three verses, 24, 26, and 28. He says he says God gave them over. Paul again says in the second time in verse 26, for this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. Verse 28, just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over. So boom, 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 three times in a row. Here come Paul, just those this over. So that's big. When anytime Paul does this or anytime writer says that three times in a row or, or multiple times, we need to pay attention to that. So paradidomai, He's giving this over. There's a judgment involved in this from the judge, handing it down, this abandonment, divine abandonment, holy wrath that he has here. So does that, I, I does that make th- sense? Yeah, and I, yeah. Like I said, we're not God, but I would think at this point they are past the point of God being patient, long-suffering, right? Because he's active in this, and I think these people in this boat who hate God, who are floating down the river by their choice, they maybe in their mind would say, look, he's patient, he's kind, he's he's merciful, he's long-suffering, he will give me another chance if I want it later. Now it's over. This is like, like Blake said, this is a, a judgment call. It's actually his wrath that allows us to go on destroying ourselves with this sin. So this isn't, this isn't a, a, a patient thing. This is actually... This is God's wrath on that person. And I would say this, listener, you don't want to be there. I was talking to a guy a few weeks ago who, man, I just laid it out the best that I knew how, explained it as clear as I could, and he still chose to to keep going in the same way that he's going. And side note, I was sharing the gospel with a guy today. Interesting point. You know where I started today, Blake? The wrath of God. I, first of all, I asked Perfect. him, "Was he a Christian?" He says, "Yeah." I said, "I said you." I said, "What does that really mean?" Well, he didn't. He didn't really have an answer. You know, he couldn't. He might know, but he couldn't communicate it. So I said, "Man, just check this out." The wrath of God is, you know, and I explained yes. what it means to be outside of Christ, but God providing a way to come to Christ. Right, and so. Anyway, you don't, you don't want to be in this place. You don't. And so just to hammer this point home, there, this is not what – I don't think – there's commentators who who's going to say this. and they're, they're, They could be right, but I don't believe this is what it's saying. There's some who's going to presume that this means this, – this text right here, that God gave them over to the lust of their heart, to impurity, that, that God merely allows the sinful man to go his own way. But that's not what this verse is saying because this is a judgment. This is a divine judgment. This is this term here, paradidomai, is big. And so he says, who who is it that gives them over? It's not the man that gives over to it. It says God. That, right? That's the key the, right there. This, yeah. Yeah, There's he, an he, active role. Yeah, he's chosen to go this way. But then God has chosen yeah. and made a, a judicial uh, call. Yeah. And he says, I've left the building. Absolutely. It's I, over. That's that's what we're seeing here, and that was God and not the man. Yes, so that's that's key. That's and that's God's doing because it says God gave them over to their lust. So, so, so what does he say? So Paul he he's advancing this argument here. 
stating that God gave them over what? In the lust of their heart to impurity. Now, lust, okay, this, this, this Greek word here, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it, it, it grips them, uh, it, it, it's a strong word here, and he's, what he's trying to do is, is just grab them. He's trying to explain to them by using this Greek word of lust, it, it's a strong craving for the sin that's forbidden. It, it's lust refers to, and you, you probably have in your mind what lust is, but it's this vile passion uh, that, that are bound up in the depraved heart of men and women. The, the prophet Jeremiah writes this. He says, The heart is deceitful above all else and is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? So what are you trying to say? Don't trust your heart. <laughs> you know, you just go with your heart, man. Just go with your heart. No, don't go with your heart. <laughs> go with the Word of God. Amen. Your heart is wicked. Isn't that crazy? It is, and so yeah, it is, and so he he he's he's what he's going. He's saying here in this lust of their heart, he's going from bad to worse, and and the lust in their heart leads to what does it lead to? It leads to impurity. So what's happening is is there's there's this trans transcending of 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 the heart. It it leads it goes lower and lower from one level of wickedness to a deeper involvement in humanity, uh, and and excuse me into impurity. Um, and what we find here is, is this person is, um, is on a slippery slope, Phil. There's a very slippery slope here of immorality and, and it, and, and it plummets downward to, to deeper forms of impurity. And, and so we're going to, and it's, it's sexual sins is what we see here, um, the impurity, the the Greek word feel for the impurity in is is speaks of all kinds of immorality and in, in, in all kinds of prolificate living. Okay, this 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 sexual living, this this sexual immorality, if you want to call it. Um, Galatians five nineteen uses the same word. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which include a list naming immorality, impurity, sensuality, and many others. So, so it, it, immorality. What Paul's doing here is is immorality. He's saying, and it, it, well, immorality and purity. It's it's just a it, it grabs all every category of sexual deviation committed to mankind, and we're going to see here in just a few verses on down of where our bodies end up going when God abandons them. It's 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 every filthful, filthy sexual act, uh, from pornography to adultery to to fornication outside of marriage, to bestiality, to uh, child pornography. That's what we're, we're going to see here. And that's what Paul, when, when God abandons you, or when he got, God abandons somebody who's rejected him, when he abandons you, Paul's saying this is what it looks like. Man, that, I look, would at, say, look at America. Well, and I would say there is a restraining grace that that you're you're in a period of time that God actually restrains things from happening, and we know in was it is it First Thessalonians? It's this is at the uh, it's at the right at the tribulation where where we have the same terminology, maybe even the same words, where God sends a strong delusion so that they can that so that they will 
believe a lie. So Second Thessalonians two eleven. Yeah. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false. Is that is that what you're referring this to? It. So it's it, when you get to this point, it's over. The connection between God and you is uh, it's done deal. It's a done deal, and we see there's several. Uh, instances in the Bible where that, that happens, but that one just comes to mind. I hear people say, well, can you know, can these people be saved? Well, not according to what I'm reading, they can't. When you get to that point to where he's active, look, you, you're wretched, you're you're depraved, uh, but God, God sends delusion, strong delusion. So he's active. That's wrath. He's active in their condition, just like we see he's active right here. Yeah. When he gives them up. Yep. Yeah. So that's, ex- yes. All right. Let's, uh, any more on that verse? Well, I just want to make this point right here. Okay. okay. Those who reject God, those, this, let's make the point here. Those who reject God, look here, even churches who reject the knowledge of truth. It's not just rejecting God, but you're rejecting truth. You're exchanging a lie for or a truth for a lie that could come into denominations that can come into nations that's individual people what happens that's what paul's laying out here is, is you you continue to find you get on this course of of this downward spiral and, and it's eventually what does he say it eventually leads to us endorsing immorality we see this in churches today. We see this in evangelical circles at times where, we, where we're propping up homosexuality. Preachers, we're allowing that to happen. Yeah, Why? Just this week, I was, it was on, on the rail, a specific denomination promoting uh, homosexual clergy. And uh, look, they're not in a good place. No. No. They're not in a good place. No, they're not. They've they've exchanged that truth for the lie. That's what happened. And 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 God's given them over to their sins. So so then he just goes on. He says so that their bodies would be dis- dishonored among them. And and dishonoring here is describing all kinds of degrading sexual acts committed to in their bodies. Back to twenty five. Yeah. Second. It says because they exchange oh, I, the truth. I hadn't even got to that. But the yeah. the, the article the because they exchanged the That's truth big. about God. For a lie. All right, so so the truth, and we again are we always go back to Adam and Eve, by the way, because that's exactly what they did. They they knew God, they walked with God, and then they exchanged the truth of God, of what he said mm-hmm. for a lie that from Satan. So they exchanged the truth for a lie. So what all what all does that entail? I would say ultimately it boils down to idolatry. Agree or disagree? Agree. It, it is idolatry. I agree. That- so God is God. He demands glory. You're right. And so when we don't acknowledge him as God, then we we put our will, ourself. It could be us. It could be our family. It could be our jobs. It could be... Uh, Blake's duck hunting. It could be Phil's deer hunting. Anything we put before God is idolatry. And so I think that kind of alludes to that. What do you think? Yes. Yes. Anything. The truth. The truth. Anything we put above God is our idol. We, We all worship something. That's a good point. That's a really. And we were created to worship. 
And so you may say, well, I ain't, I ain't worshiping nothing. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You might not worship God, but you worship something. We are creatures of worship. And so if it's not God, that's idolatry. And you have exchanged the truth for a lie. And that's a, that's a state that you don't want to remain in, in that boat of drifting, adrifting, adrifting. And then one day it's too late. Amen. Amen. That, and that's what he's laying out here. And then so so end of verse 25, just kind of a part B, I think Paul kind of just as he – look here. This is, this is like a – this is right here – it's a it's a celebration of praise. What it's almost like would have to be if if me and you are talking, right? And we're discussing. We're in this deep dark theology, and next thing you know, he's you're, you think back to oh my goodness, thank God that I have been pulled from this degrading passion, you know. And so Paul has this kind of uh, uh, this this blessed word here. So it almost then he says, what does he say? A word okay. For as they exchanged the truth for God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever? Amen. You know, he's not referring to he's not referring to the creature, he's referring to the creator. So it's kind of a benediction to this little area right here of No matter what you yeah, got. yeah. No matter what the situation is, he's praising God. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? It, it is. So so that's just that's a little <laughs> just a little truth nugget there. And just this is Paul as he's writing, he's just praising God here and and forever and ever and ever. So so Paul continues to build here. Okay, we see this abandonment which continues to intensify. Verse twenty six. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the women and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Big verses here, obviously. Big verses. And and if you, you, you listen to it, you're, you're going to hear um, this, is, this is a New Testament section on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, and a lot of people, they might hear us talking about this right now, and the first thing that they would probably say, don't judge me. Yeah. Who are you? Don't judge me. That's kind of the big, so so we, and if you turn on the TV within a matter of seconds, you're going to see something to do with uh, same-sex attraction, homosexuality, lesbianism. Those things we're we're being desensitized, I believe, through the media uh, to the dangers of that. And he's talking about that here. And I was talking about some statistics the other day. Yeah. And uh, it statistics tell us that an average forty three percent of homosexuals say they have had five hundred or more sexual partners in their lifetime. Come again. Read that again. 43% of homosexuals say they have had 500 or more sexual partners in their lifetime. 1% of homosexuals say they have had four or less sexual partners in their lifetime. But according to uh, the the United States Department of Health and Human Services, 77% of homosexuals say they have met sexual partners in uh, a city park. 62% 62% in a homosexual bar, 61% in a theater, 31% in a public restroom, 
Only 28% of homosexuals say they knew their partners for at least a week before they participated in homosexual sex. I'm blown away. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm blown away by those numbers. That that shows credence <laughs> to where we are in a nation. And I don't know if that's American or what. But, yeah, it is. Okay, that shows us where we're at as a nation. And I would say it's, it's really <clears throat> it's bad here. But it's in Europe and yeah. in other areas, it, it's probably worse. Yeah. Man, as we're reading this, so as what Phil just read, that, that that's a sobering number there of homosexuality activity there. And so that's, that's what Paul's saying here. He's saying when God abandons you and when you exchange the truth for a lie here, this is what happens. So he starts with women. And, and the, the word degrading, it, 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 the Greek means disgraceful, mm. dishonoring, shameful. Look here, vile, depraved is what he means. It describes this foul lust that's in a person's heart when they're abandoned by God. And so Paul, he, he rightfully goes to the women. He goes to the women first. He says, he says the women have exchanged their natural functions. What's their natural functions? It's to, to be with a man. That's that's the natural function of a woman. That's how they were designed. That's how God designed creation, Adam and Eve. And without getting too graphic, just the human anatomy tells you what's natural. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Then just look at it uh, as far as how that's designed. But and what he's saying here, what Paul's saying here, is any lesbian activity is a blatant violation of God's law and God's plan. And his his divine plan at that, and and it's because they reject the knowledge of God that they commit this sin, and 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 they've rejected the knowledge of God, and they've exchanged the truth for a lie, and consequently God gives these women over to desires of other women. You know, just this is this is Paul explaining America today. That's all he's doing. He's explaining why we're in the situation. Well, and 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 starting with women also is that that tells you how how far the situation has gone. Usually when we're talking about sexual sins, most of the time it's more the man than the woman. But here Paul is going to the woman before the man. That just tells you how how far they have gone. Completely agree. For for him to go with the women first, then the men. Yep, that's why I I, I agree. So he starts there, and then look what he continues to do. He just continues to trace this descent downward. And it it just it continues to be further sexual sins here. And so what does he say? He says, verse 27, And in the same way also the men abandon the natural function of the women. What's he say? Men have stopped having sex with women. Mm Mm-hmm. The natural function. And then he goes on, he says, and and burned in their desire. This isn't some, this is a burning, a deep down burning of the heart. This isn't some head, this isn't head, not no chemical imbalance here. This is the heart burned down with desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving their own persons, the due penalty of their error. He's saying, Men with men, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. This is this is men to men. This is this is the 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 disintegration of the downward spiral, and we see it as as sexual sins, and this is desertion by God. This is Him deserting them. And another thing, the the, pen, the penalty of the era, what that means is they will begin 
to start reaping. Sexual sins are really, sin, sin is big, no matter what it is. But sexual sins carries a penalty within itself. So whether it be AIDS, we just read some, some pretty, some statistics that were pretty brutal. We have diseases, we have AIDS, we have venereal diseases, sexual sins, homosexuality, all of these things, these sexual sins carry a penalty within themselves. But you sin against your body. You really do. Sure do. You know, do you know what else that leads to an error? It leads to men and women's souls burning in hell forever as well. And now, can I just say this too? Sure. You can, uh, if you, if if that's you, if you if you are that, uh, if you're in that situation, you can stop doing that and choose not to be a homosexual and still go to hell. By the way, you know what I'm saying. So just stopping an act. Just being, if you say, well, I'm not going to be obedient. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, I lean that way. I have a desire, but I'm going to choose not to do that. Okay? You will still go to hell. I sure will. If you do not believe in Christ and repent of your sins, put your trust in him and follow him. Yep. Amen. But I might be out of the category here because these people have been turned over. These people have. Yeah, these. I, but, but is it like, you? Like, I don't know. Like you and I were talking about, does it mean, this doesn't mean that all homosexuals are no, abandoned. No, this mean, no. this just, Paul's just showing what happens when God abandons yes. people. That, that Progression. Right. There's a progression here. It doesn't, Paul's not stating, you can't read that, that because you're homosexual that you've been abandoned by God. That's not what this is saying. It's saying because you've been abandoned by God, this is the sins that happen after being abandoned by God. So uh but 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 look here. First Corinthians chapter six verse nine through ten. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you not do not be deceived, neither fornicators. All right, stop. Yeah. Sorry. Fornicators. Okay. What is that? Who, who does that? That's Boom. If you ever, children, I mean, this is probably not the episode, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's safe. You, you should have a conversation with your children if they're mm-hmm. old enough about this. I, I think it's, I, I do it with my daughters. Fornicator sex, right? Have you had sex outside of out marriage? marriage? Guess what? You, you're in the same category. He's going to list several categories, but if that is a habitual lifestyle according to the Word of God, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And who else will not inherit the kingdom of God, Phil? But nor idolaters. Okay, we, we talked about we that. Talked idolat- yeah. Putting things before God. Uh, guess what? If that's a continual state of your life, condition of your life, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yep. Nor adulterers. Okay, adultery. Adultery. Looking upon a woman with lust as Jesus. Well, I, well I've never. I've, I've been faithful to my wife. Have you mm-hmm. ever looked with a woman? Yeah, that's adultery. Yep. You've adulterated. You've you've committed an act that's punishable by death. And if that's your lifestyle, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's it. Nor effeminate, nor homosexuals will inherit the kingdom of God. And what that means that that's a continual way of life. That's a that is an ongoing way of pattern of sin that you remain in. If you remain there. Or if you are in that and you remain and stay in that, according to First John, you have not been born of God. 
Can you fall? Can you sin? Oh, yes, you can. We, if you follow me every day. Phil, we sin My every goodness. We, we sin every day. There's sin. I was going through a list of sins to just a list of sins of omission, sins that I don't even just heart sins, you know, mind sins. Not these just the, not the blatant ones, right? We sin each and every day. But you're exactly right. There's a repentant heart in that. Once God, I ask God to bring those to the forefront of my life so I can repent of those. If you if you have the Holy Spirit living in you and you're born again, it's I'm gonna say it's you're going to sin if you say you're not a sinner. Your the Bible calls you a liar, right? But you won't remain there if you do. Again, first read First John. It's yeah. very clear that you're not born of God. Absolutely, that's God's call. I'm just saying, if you if you're in that situation, uh, repent. Well, Phil, this this goes against what we're we're hearing a lot today in a lot of church settings, a lot of um, biblical, if you want to call it settings. You know, smile, God loves you. Um, what He accepts you how you you know. Come on in our church. We accept homosexuals. You know, we we have them preaching. You know, or we have adulterers. You know, all that. You know, or you know, we we want to we want to prop that lifestyle up. We're seeing that today. We want to love everybody. Yeah. We're, but we're not going to preach against that. We're gonna we're gonna include all those in the ministry. You know, we're gonna if you're an active homosexual, fine, you're good. Hey, you're a brother and sister. No, you're not. Um, it says it here, and so we we this is we see it a lot in the mainline liberal churches. We're seeing that here. But look here, this is there's there's no political correct spin that the Bible puts on this. It hits it bluntly. Can I say something, please? <laughs> I see you crossing it, it, his legs. He got serious, y'all. <laughs> it may seem, or we're, we're on this topic of of the sexual sins and homosexuality, and you were talking about the church. Come on in, welcome everybody. Let me tell you something. We need to have the same attitude. Now, this could look. You and I, we could we could be these people at any time. You know, we're nobody's beyond uh, falling or or sinning, but. We're on. We're talking about homosexuality, le- lesbianism, but I would go a little step further. Fornicators. Yeah. Are you having sex outside of a marriage? And if you're at a church and they say, "Oh, just come on in," I know you're living with Susie, and if you're living with Susie, obviously you're probably doing something. But come on in. God is love, and we want to welcome you. You have a place here. I would say this for a shepherd to do that. He's got. He's got to answer for that. He does. He's got to answer for that. And if they were, if you remain there, and it goes back to church discipline, also something we we don't really see a lot of. And discipline, we discipline, or it's established because God wants His bride holy, and He doesn't want His bride living in sin. And so we need to we need to practice that because we love people. Yeah. If we love them, we warn them about the condition that they're in. And uh, if they choose to remain there, then we warn them, and we we take the biblical steps to deal with that. Anyway, rabbit. Yeah, no, it, it's it's fine. And so, I mean, we're going to wrap up here, I think, um, because this is a good place to stop in in Paul's writings, I believe. Um, but let's just look at this. Let's apply this for just a second here. There's a truth that's been given to us, Phil. Right? There's a truth here. We know there's a not. There's a truth. There's a knowledge. There's there's evidence of this, 
and it's been made known to us. And what God requires is that we obey the truth. That's what he requires. There's a holy requirement that we're to obey the truth. And Paul's ultimately going to get to Romans 3.23 is for all of sin and falling short of the glory of God. He's making his way there. But here's the thing. We, we must not have this head full of knowledge and not do anything with it. There's an obedience to this knowledge. We need to obey it. And so just the mere possession of knowledge doesn't get you to heaven. It, 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 that's not where God wants us to be. He wants us to be following Him and to be living for Him. And here's the thing. The greater the knowledge of Him and the more rejection of Him, the hotter hell burns for you. The hotter His wrath is. And, and there's, there's degrees of punishment in hell. And so eternal torment is going to be is not going to be the same for everyone. The more truth a person knows, the greater his accountability to God is. Let me tell you, um, churchgoer today, if you're not in Christ, if you're not obeying Christ, if you're living in homosexual sins or or fornicating or that's right, or stealing or thieving, and you're not repentant, and 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 you know the truth, and and you're sitting in the pew each and every day. Exposed and to light. Exposed to the light. Exposed to the truth. Exposed to the knowledge. There's a and and you're not in Christ and you're not being obedient to Him. There's a there's a degree of hell that's hotter than the person who is in Africa or who's on an island who has never heard the word of God. It would be better that you would never hear the word of God than to sit here in Tipton County or wherever you're at in in Jackson or in Asheville, North Carolina. And, and know the word of God. It would be better that you never knew it. Think about Judas. Judas walked with Christ for three years, exposed to the max. Yes. And he was a... Was in ch- the presence of God. Yeah, a child of the devil. He sure was. And what was the script? It, was, it would be better if he was never born. It's sobering. Yeah. That's, that's what we're faced here today, folks. If you're in Christ, these verses, Phil and I were talking about it today, as, as we look at this, this abandonment of God. If you see these verses for way that we see them and that way Paul has laid these out, and then here's what we're to do. We're to cry out, blessed creator who you are forever and ever. Amen. So be it. You are amazing, God. We should break out into a benediction of song and say, thank you, God, for pulling me from the depths of hell because I was on that path for you to abandon me in that abandonment wrath. I was going down that way because we've all fallen short, and it was only by the grace of you. Your grace, your mercy, that you saved me. And can it be that I should gain and interest in the Savior's love. We deserve nothing but the wrath of God. Let me read a little bit of Ephesians here. <clears throat> Ephesians 2, 1. And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which, you, in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, and here, here's, here's the line right here. Among whom we, he includes himself. We include ourselves, just like you just said. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and in the mind, and were by nature 
children of wrath like rest the rest of mankind, Blake. We're no different. But. Mm, big but. Boom. But God, rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even, oh, this is crazy, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us and with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let me skip down to verse 2, 8. Well, I'm going to read 7. I don't like to skip. So that in the coming ages he might show his immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith Blake, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. It's not of, not a result of works, Blake, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk with him. For by grace, the grace of God, Here's the deal. You're in the boat and you're going down the river. God's up river. You're going down river. What do they need to do, Blake? You must repent mm-hmm. and believe. Mm-hmm. As Jesus said, you want to know the Lord. You think it's too late. Do you want to know the Lord? Guess what? You can Yep. call out on his name, repent, believe, trust, it's big. And yeah. he will do an intervention in your life. That's what we're talking about here. There's this, look here. I mean, there's no difference between Phil and I or any of you Christians today, us Christians, than, than those who are on that. We're all on that path. Mm-hmm. We're all on that boat. We're all going further and further away from God from birth. But God, rich in mercy, saved us. Mm. Because if it was up to you, Paul's going to get to it. He says, you want, you want to continue down that river. But God, He saves us, and thank God because here's what here, here's what the prayer that I always I always pray is is I don't get it, I don't yeah. understand why you why you chose me, God, mm-hmm. why you pulled me from that, but you did, and and for that I'm forever thankful. That's what grace and mercy does, by the way. It's not something you earn; it comes from God. He's the giver, you know. He's the giver. It's a gift. It can't be demanded. It can't. No. If it, it can be, be demanded, it wouldn't be great. It's not a gift. You don't work for it. It's not it's not sixty percent you and forty percent or sixty percent God and forty percent you. It's not ninety nine percent God and one percent you. Amen. By grace you have been saved. It's a hundred percent God. Yeah, if it's grace and if you if you throw point zero zero one percent into that it ain't grace and it's not the gospel no by grace you have been saved through faith look through faith faith is how we receive faith is the conduit the conduit that receives the grace of god and according to what i'm reading somebody debate me and i'd love to talk to you it's all a gift it's even the faith that we have to believe that is not of ourselves. It is a gift. And that when you realize 
that God could have just let you go. Because we all really, according to what I'm reading, we all, look, Jesus is the light. And this is the judgment on the world. The light came in the world and we ran from the light because the light exposed our deeds. So we wouldn't run into the light. We're running away from the light. And because of that, we're all condemned. And that's why Jesus said, he said, I didn't come to the world to, to judge and condemn. It's condemned it's already. already. Exactly. You know, so we're all, look here, we all jacked up. Yep. We all jacked up. Yep. Every one of us. But God. But God. But God. Man. That's it. And so today, mm. if you're outside of Christ, if you if, if if he's revealed these sins to you, you know you're not in Christ. Repent, repent of those sins. Turn from those sins. It means doing 180 degrees and going the opposite direction. Say, God, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm sorry. I I realize my sins against you. I realize your wrath. I realize I'll burn in hell today if I die. And then trust upon Him. Trust upon the work of Calvary. What Christ did upon Calvary. Christ came. Right. God wrapped Himself in flesh. Lived the perfect life that you couldn't live was the perfect sacrifice upon the cross. His blood atoned for your sins if you're in Him. And look here, He defeated death. And He he was resurrected on the third day, and He lives today. Sits at the right-hand throne of the Father, interceding for us as Christians. That could be you today. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. And I I don't know if I was telling you this today. Salvation isn't asking salvation is believing mm-hmm. so if you believe what what my brother just said if you believe it turn from your life god will snatch you out of that boat and it will be the greatest day of your life <laughs> ever but god man, man goodness give me a t-shirt <laughs> gosh Rich. So that's so good. That's a great way to summarize. Man, yeah. that's just so great. It's you know what? That is a refreshing spring after reading these verses today. At the end of a of of just a hard verse to under you know, not just to understand, but just to grasp hold of. Because that you know what? When we preach the wrath of God, it makes that verse, it makes it makes all that way it makes that much more I'm not, I don't want to say appealing. That's terrible. But it makes that more just grasping. Well, and when you worship God and give Him glory, in my opinion, when you realize that that uh, what He's done for us, then your worship oh. will increase. I told you that earlier, too, as well. I was talking about that. I said my worship has increased so much just through reading these verses here to realize what I was and what I came from and what I could have been. And when I realized what he pulled me from and how how Blake would have gone a different direction, and it was all him, and my worship has it's it's sold out for Christ. But and now as we close, we got about thirty seconds. This was a big topic of mine and Blake's today. We see a lot of responsibility here. Mm. We do, yeah. We see responsibility. Yeah, God, God's sovereign, and God's the one that yanks us out of the boat. That's his choice. Yep. But we also see that we're held responsible for what God has shown us. Hmm. And you can either, you can come to the light in truth, 
or you can run from the light. And so there's a there's human responsibility to what what are we going to do with Jesus? Yeah. First, what we're going to do with the light, mm. the revelation of there's something outside. I don't know what it is, but there's something more, you know. And you respond to that, and you want to know God, you will know God. God will make sure that happens. But there is a God sovereign, but yet there's a that we're responsible for what we do with Jesus. We are. Yeah. No, you're right. So you're right. Anyway, well, man, good word. Gracious life. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Christ, for that. You want to close? In, I'll close in prayer, and then we'll. Yeah, just uh, you can go to our website, lifesongradio.com. Uh, check us out on the World Wide Web, <laughs> www. That's not wrestling either. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. yeah. And no, uh, Jimmy will be back with us next week. If Can't not, wait. Yeah, Miss we'll, the cat, man. Yeah. It's, we, we're the, uh, the trio here. <laughs> I don't know what the three amigos. But uh, he'll be back with us next week, and we'll dive back into Romans. So close us out in prayer, Blake. Yeah. Father God. Again, as we talked about today, God, I don't understand it. I don't get it why you you pulled me from that boat drifting further away from you, God. But I give you all the praise and glory and honor because it's none of Blake. It's not 99% you, 1% me or anything. It's all grace and mercy of you, God. But God, you saved me from this wretched lifestyle that I was in. Lord, I just ask that uh, you, you use this word today. As, as, as we were able to teach it, I pray that we, we did a, you know, it, it goes out and, it, and, it's, and it penetrates the heart. Your word penetrates the heart today, Lord, of the listeners, God, and that their, their lives are just so radically changed that, that, that unbelievers come to know you, Lord. Believers come to uh, just uh, worship you even more, Father. I just, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, God. None of us deserve it. The only thing we deserve is the wrath of you. But you saved us, Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you for giving us that opportunity to come to you and to be made right with you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for your word. Lord, may we stand upon the truth. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Much too young Unprepared For what's to come A baby changes everything Not a ring On her head All her dreams And all her plans A baby changes Changes everything. The man she loves, she's never touched. How will she keep his trust? A baby changes everything. A baby changes everything. And she cries Ooh, she cries 
changes everything A baby changes everything And she could Everything. 